This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. What up? This is Myron, and you're listening to episode 39 of the Rye Bread and Mustard and Mariners podcast. The alternative back alley, underbelly, secret society, speakeasy, dive bar style podcast of and about and surrounding the Seattle Mariners. If you have been living on a rock or been like sequestered into like some weird place that you can't, uh, you know, get any Mariners action, the Mariners just took out in probably the most dramatic fashion, the Atlanta Braves earlier today, prior to me doing this recording, and took two of three this weekend from them, which means we're the best in the world according to me. But anyways, uh, I'm going to get through this intro really quick. We start this episode off with uh, talking to my grandma, Norma. She's 91 and a half years old, and she watches every single Mariners game, including the ones where she's a pain in the ass to me, asking me to get her into the Apple TV or onto the YouTube broadcast, also on her resume. She married a professional baseball player, Bud Harold Joma. That's my grandpa if you're doing the math or keeping score at home. He played in the 1940s in the Pacific Coast League, including your Seattle Rainiers. That's right. He played at Six Stadium, now the uh, site of uh, Lowe's Hardware and Garden right there on Rainier Avenue. Anyways, she's back. Anyways, she's got lots of strong opinions. She was blowing my shit up today on the text message about this game. I said, enough, Grandma. Save it for the pod. I called her up. We talked for about five minutes to kick this off. And then Hannah and Edmonds is back with me over the phone because I'm back down here in the Los Angeles area. And we're just getting back to basics and just talking about the series and especially this game three of the series, which had to be the most exciting game of the season so far, without a doubt. If you need to get caught up, this is the place to be. And the place to be, if you want to start a podcast, is Buzzsprout. That is right. Go ahead and scroll through my show notes. And what are show notes? Those are the things that are uh, supposed to be like the outline of the show. Of like, If you're like, what the hell were they talking about? Go to the show notes. It'll help you do clear up the fog in your head of what the hell you were just listening to. Anyways, there's a link. You click on the link. It takes you right to Buzzsprout. They'll help you set your podcast up. And there's a little bit of a bribe in there. There's a little bit of a, you know, a signing bonus. Yeah. A 20 
$50 gift card to Amazon. Hey, that was a better deal than I ever got. So go ahead and scroll on down, click on that, get yourself going, get your message out to the world. Also, thank you for liking, subscribing, and following, and definitely for downloading these episodes. Also, if you have not rated this show yet, go ahead and rate this show. You know, I like five tool baseball players, but you know what I like more? Five-star reviews, so don't be afraid. Don't be bashful. Be confident. Give us that five-star review. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up and get into this phone call and then into this episode, which is number 39. That's right. Episode 39 of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast that's going to start right now. Hello. Hey, Grandma. Oh, hi, Myron. I had to call to see if you're still alive after that one. Oh, well, well, of course I am, my lad. I mean, <laughs> you, you know me. I'm not ready to check out yet. No. no. I got, I'm waiting for the World Series here. Yeah. Yeah, you got to stay yeah. You got to stay healthy well, for that, gonna, Grandma. If you're going to dream, Myron, you might as well dream big. Right, right. So what the hell do you think about that game today? Oh, my God. It, everything was, you know, I think it was the first pitch that Julio hit a home run. Yeah, his first at bat. Yeah, uh-huh. And then I, I, don't, I don't know what gets into that manager. <laughs> I mean, he's sitting on his, <laughs> he is sitting on his brains this time, Myron. Well, why? Are, so you want to jump to the ninth? And, I mean, earlier in the game, they, yeah, they had it handled. Marco was pitching good. He pitched good today, Marco. Did. Yeah, and then he brings in, was it Costello? Oh, no, well, the first he brought in, uh, I think, uh, Brash and then Swanson. And then, yeah, Castillo, that's the guy that's you said's a nervous wreck all the time. He's 28 years old. I mean, if they want to use him, why don't they put him in the first inning so he can give all those runs away and then they can catch up to him? <laughs> well, that's not how it works. But, I mean, you know, it's it's terrible. I, it's, I, I, you know, I couldn't say a bad thing about one of our players. Those kids work together. They hit good. They seem to feed off of each other's minds. Yep. And then you bring these pitchers in. Well, they've been pitching good all year. It's just today they the the back end they, they didn't pitch very good. But the, yeah, you but know, you you and I always argue over their pitching very good. <laughs> I, I mean. You know, I can't complain about uh, giving the store away Gilbert anymore because he got a girlfriend and he seems to settle down. Well, he's and, he's engaged. He's going to get married. I, that's what I mean. Excuse me, a fiance. Oh, so that's you think that settled him down? Yeah, well, I think so. So, what did you think of Julio today? Oh, gosh. he's he's so he he just shines. I mean, Steph comes, uh, you can just see it. He, he helps all the others. He's so happy that everybody else gets a hit. Or he's just with the team. And I like their interview yeah. um, that they had afterwards. Yeah, Eugenio, is, uh, he's, he's kind of quiet, looks like a little more laid back. Yeah, he's, he's good vibes only. That's his, that's his motto, good vibes only. Yeah, but oh my gosh, I mean, he comes through 
they all seem to come through. Yeah, so how big how big of a nervous wreck were you there at the end of the game? Oh hey, hey listen, your Aunt Heidi came in here with uh uh husband with some pizza. Yeah. And I had some chips on my chair. Well the chips were on the floor. That <laughs> thing got tied up seven to seven and they're standing there with this beautiful pizza from Polycchios or Polya Pagliacci's. Yeah, uh, and it's wonderful pizza. Right. And there they stand with that. And I look over and here's this and I mean and then then uh Amanda uh, emails me and says, what's going on? And right after she got through, here come an email from my other granddaughter, Hannah, says, something's going on with the game. <laughs> yeah, something's going on with the game. God almighty. Well, look, it didn't uh, Eugenio, didn't he, he really plastered one in the ninth? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, he... I think he comes through both of them. I mean, geez. Right. You can't, I couldn't say a bad thing about any of those kids. Yeah, so, so the, uh, so you're breathing hard when you were watching this afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Looking for the high blood pressure medicine. Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I get up. Sometimes I just have to go walk away, walk in the other room. But right. I'm listening, but I'm not looking, right. you know. And then, and then sometimes it comes through. The, you know, the kids will get a good one, you know, and get somebody on base. But you never notice, Myron, we do our best two outs and full count, three and two. Yeah. And, and they hit. So I never, I never worry until the third strike, and then we know it's over. You know? Right, right, right. Well, the Braves are really good. They were the world champions last year, so you know the Mariners took two or three from the, from the Braves, and then yeah. And me and so, Hannah are gonna break it all down here after after your phone call. Oh, you are. Yeah, we're gonna break it down. Oh. All right, Grandma. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I got all your texts. We'll call you. We'll call you soon. Okay. okay. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Bye. That was great. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna, we might have to fact check some of her stats there, Hannah. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, you know these are the kinds of things. Listen, we're uh, underground dive bar podcast. These are the kind of stats and feelings you'd hear at a dive bar with people talking to M's. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, ninety-one and a half though. She's 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 on. She has her feelings. I know she just doesn't like all the stats. She says she just has bad feelings about the pitchers. I don't get it, but whatever. No, I see where she comes from. I mean, she's just a baseball fan and just watches the game for what it is and just reacts to what happens. And that's what's so great about baseball. You can think about things in a lot of different ways and analyze it and watch it. And I I love the way she said dream big, you know? Well, here's a stat that she sent me. She said, well, it's not really a stat. It is a stat, but it's more of a uh, proclamation. She says, hey, Myron, make sure you keep your mom, her daughter, uh, away from the stadium. They haven't won a damn game since, since this season since she's been going. 
hey, whatever works. That's good. I'm glad she's a little superstitious. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, Grandma Norma, you know, here on the uh, rye bread and mustard episode 39. Get out the rye bread and the defibrillators, Grandma edition. But when we get back from break, we're going to get this shit rocking. Uh, Yeah. Power. I have a little project. Edgar Martinez has it. And so does Eagle Hardware and Garden, the best selection of power tools, the most powerful brand names. Because if you don't have power, you're not in the game. Now this is what I call a bet. Eagle Hardware and Garden, more of everything. All right, so we're back. Obviously... We're all on this high. You know, I don't think there could have been a better game than that Yankee 13 inning game, but this was insane. You had great pitching. You had lots of home runs. I mean, you had three guys in this game between the two teams that had two home runs today. Uh, I mean, this is pretty much a game. If this was on ESPN tonight, you know, Sunday night baseball, or it was one of these primetime games. This is about as exciting as it as it could possibly get, right? Yeah, absolutely. Instant classic at everything: the highs, the lows, the homers, the good pitching, the rough bullpen pitching, and the emotion of, like I said, the highs and the lows. It was an insane game. Yeah, it's always a crazy, insane game when. You know, like, yeah, you said the the uh, bullpen. Hey, Grandma Norma was right, and you kind of said it right there. There's weird, crummy bullpen pitching, or was it just great hitters, you know, you know, making the best of these situations? Yeah, I think it was definitely, like you said, good hitters. So maybe questionable manage- managing decisions with the bullpen, possibly. And some bad pitching, but good hitting hits bad pitching. Yeah, there was nobody that hit a home run today. You're like, whoa, what What the hell? That, that wasn't a, a Rich Amaral home run or a, a you know, a, a Frazier. He almost hit one, but you know what? It, it was big, big dogs only, you know, who were hitting home runs today. Yeah, couple of, couple of the two of the youngest and brightest stars from both leagues just starting their major league careers in Harris and Julio. I mean, they're going tit for tat in this series and in this game. Yeah, I mean, both fan bases had to be going through this emotional roller coaster throughout the day. You know, Atlanta kind of was sitting around and and Atlanta fans were probably sitting around and just feeling pretty low, pretty much, you know, I would think just kind of, you know, surrendering a little bit, but you know, when I was listening to the radio today or the radio feed on the stream, uh, you know, Gary Hill and uh, Goldsmith were both saying like, hey, this is a team that can get right back in it. They're right. I mean, these are the work defending world champions. OK, and they have made a second half surge and they were playing all right the rest of the year. But this team who was the champions last year. Is mature and like Scott Service said today in his post game, probably a better team than they were last year. Yeah, I mean they came in as the hottest team in baseball into the series, winning seven games in a row and then winning it the first night of the series, and they were clicking. 
I got to sneak in there on Friday night after I went to SmackDown at Climate Pledge. I did catch the last three innings of the game. We'll get into to game one and game two after we break down what's going on today. But the point I'm making was it was a packed house, all three games. I mean, this had to feel close to like a World Series preview or daydream i mean of course when the yankees were in town we're thinking oh this could be like the american league championship and this was the first time that we played you know a potential uh you know world series uh appearance team i mean we we didn't get we haven't played the dodgers up here and uh we played the Mets, but we played them early on in the year. We haven't played really any of the NL powerhouses uh, in Seattle lately. Yeah. I mean, I was really looking forward to seeing how the Mariners would match up against this team. Like I said, they were the hottest team coming in, and they got some players, former World Series champs, like you mentioned, and it was an exciting series. A lot of people here, over 100,000 fans, and today's game was sold out. So it was a really good matchup to see how we uh, matched up with the power, one of the powerhouses of the NL. So let's, we know where we're going to end up here. We know Eugenio, you know, hit the game winning home run. Julio hit the 117 mile an hour game tying home run. We know that the Mariners gave up five runs in the ninth inning five runs in the ninth inning but how did we get here so when we come right back let's build up to this point so lou Pinella has started snacking on sun giant almonds why is that lou why not is it the crisp fresh taste or is there a more profound reason why you do why i do what why you love sun giant almonds why you serve them to your guests why you're nibbling on sun giant dry roasted almonds right now america wants to know why 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 should i settle for peanuts there's something good under the sun sun giant almonds okay so when this game started off hanno it, it couldn't start off any better uh we get out of a jam great uh Heads up, double play by uh, Adam Frazier. Yeah, I mean, it was a big time play by him. It was good to see him with uh, the nice glove and the turn on that double play. Yeah, it was. And then, you know, our first guy up, Julio, you can't start a game any better than with a leadoff home run. That was also his 12th home run. And later on, we'll get his 13th home run, which is major league leading, I should say, Major League leading 13th home run out of the number one slot. Um, he has more home runs as a leadoff hitter than anybody in baseball. Yeah, he has just exceeded what I even thought he could do. And he has just been incredible. He just, every single night, and as the season has gone along, just shows you how big of a primetime player he is and is becoming. Exactly. And then, look, throughout most of this game, it, w- it was literally, the, this this podcast was going to be the uh, remarkable podcast because Marco was remarkable today, right? He was, uh, you know, you could see, he, he was pretty much the reason we were sailing to a victory. Yes, there were the big home runs, and Frazier had a hell of a day, had a triple, scored some runs. 
but really the starting pitching when today did not look like a great matchup on paper, especially with their, you know, just insane offense. And then you got Marco who, you know, he gives up home runs and he did. He gave up uh, two solo home runs today, but here's the thing. He didn't let anybody on base. He at one point had what? 10 batters in a row would have been 11 if there wasn't an error to start off the game. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Marco, you know, for all the, the hate mail or whatever you want to call it about him, he at some times can really just shut down a team with his finesse style of pitching, and he did so today, striking out five. Yeah, and I listen, I've been one of these people that goes off and says these things about Marco once in a while, and pretty much the numbers don't lie that I'm pretty much wrong. Is he our number one day or day one starter. No, his role has changed on the team, but guess what? His entire time he's been here as a Mariner, he's never posted an ERA over four. Um, he also is one hell of a fucking pitcher in the month of September and in August. He, he did this last year. He, he, he started off pretty, um, pretty shaky and I think he was a bit injured in 2021 but at the end of the year this is what we saw out of him and we're seeing it again yeah I mean I always go back to this that he was our number one pitcher a few years ago and we were just hanging with him on every pitch during the game and he won a lot of ball games for us and kept us in a lot of ball games as the years have gone on he's moved down the rotation as we acquired guys developed guys and he, you know, people forget that he was our number one guy. Sure, he gives up the long ball a lot, but he also keeps us in a lot of games. Yeah, and today he struck out five guys. He got the strikeouts when he needed. I think, you know, somewhere, maybe before his next start, I want to do like a, you know, maybe a special interest episode. Call it the, uh, you know, the uh, mixtape to Marco <laughs> episode because I do feel like Marco, you know, to use you know, a comparison, it kind of reminds me of being in a relationship with somebody and only calling out all the things that irritate you. And then like not looking at all the things that they do good for you. That's what I think, uh, now when I, you know, my eyes have been open to what Marco Gonzalez has done for this team. He has, I think the most quality starts, um, in the rotation or tied for it for this season, which is like, whoa, I, I didn't think about that. You know, is it is, does he have his awesome, sexy games like Ray or Castillo or Kirby or Logan? No, no, he doesn't have those dominating games like that. But I mean, this guy makes adjustments in the game and you know, I'm, I'm sitting here hat in hand on bending knee, Marco. I'm sorry, man. Hey, it's okay. I, it's, it's a hell of a compliment that you gave him and the way you described him talking about the relationship. That's exactly dead nuts. And then you're right. You said the main word to me. He's not sexy. That's why he doesn't get the love. He's not a power pitcher. He doesn't strike too many guys out, but he always gives you for the most part, unless he has a rough day of giving up more than one long ball or two. That's what usually kills him. But man, he has been a really pretty solid pitcher for this Mariner team. I mean, like I said, I'm hat in hand on bending knee. Oh, and I saw that uh, 
during one of the uh, pregame shows that him and his wife are now uh, um, producing wine and have a bottle of wine coming out. Maybe you guys can all get together and you can uh, tell him how much you appreciate him and have a nice glass of red wine. I believe it's called Grace. Oh, enough said. It's starting lineup talking baseball, and you're in control. What's the problem? Roger, fastball. One inside. You got you control 40 superstars. Make Roger Clemens throw a fastball or a curve. Oh, yeah. Have Dave yeah. Winfield punt or hit for power. A real announcer calls the action. Winfield waits. Hold it. Well, kid. Starting lineup talking baseball. What they do is up to you. Well, getting back to the game, you know, on the offensive side, though, we we did see a couple of really good things. I really like seeing, uh, you know, Haggerty or Swaggerty. I'm starting to call him Swaggerty, and I swear I've heard on the broadcast them calling him Swaggerty on accident. You hear a lot of that kind of stuff on the radio a little bit more. Um, but, uh, yeah, Haggerty had a, you know, solid series. We're also starting to see uh, Adam Frazier heat up again. He was kind of, you know, getting a little bit stagnant, stagnant after having a, you know, a really good July and for the most part, uh, a really good August last couple of weeks. He kind of, you know, kind of just didn't really have it, but that's just the ebbs and flow of the season. He seems like he's heating up again at the right time. He's also been playing a lot of heads up ball there at second base. Yeah, he was in a little bit of a rut here lately, you know, coming into this homestand. But uh, he sure looks like he's got his timing back and he's starting to drive the ball, hit it into the gap, playing his kind of game. Yeah, I mean, that would be really awesome. I know he's hit a lot of singles and I know a lot of how he got his average a little bit back up there was a lot of singles. But like seeing some of these balls down the line or in the gap, like you're talking about, that would be a major game changer for the Mariners. Absolutely, because I mean, we know for the most part our pitching is going to keep us in the game. It didn't necessarily do that today. But you know what? We're, if we come across, you know, these tight games coming down the stretch and in the playoffs, if we get those hits with runners in scoring position and those clutch hits with one or two outs, this seems to be reckoned with. Yeah, and uh, again, Swaggerty, Haggerty. He should just legally change his name to Swaggerty. Uh, you know, he, he had a really good play in the outfield there. That was a tough, tough uh, ball to catch. Um, I know he didn't overrun it too much to start, where when I go back to watch the replay, I'm kind of like, why didn't he go a little bit harder? But that ball was slicing off of uh, Olsen's bat, who's a lefty. I think he played it safely, and, you know, him just being able to, you know, turn the speed on when he needs to for, you know, one to two seconds is a huge deal. I don't know if anybody else that's playing left field, we're not going to name names, is making that play. Absolutely. He made a, an actual tough catch look somewhat easy. I mean, like you said, that ball hit hard down the line off the lefty's bat, tailing into the corner. He extended across his body and was able to make that catch and secure and save the inning for the Mariners. Yeah, it was it, it was a, a yes, yeah, a huge thing. It was a huge uh, you know, moment. That's a that was a big third out right there. It's a, ending any sort of threat. You know, that happens that guy's on second base. Who knows you dive and the ball hits the caroms off the ball really weird. They could be on third base. I know it was two outs, so it's not that big of a difference, but it is a big momentum stopper. Absolutely, and like we've talked about 
you know, this Braves team can hurt you real quick. Absolutely. And, you know, leading into these, and, you know, while this was, while, also, while Marco was, you know, doing his thing today, we had uh, Suarez with a big home run, and you know Julio had the home run, and we also had a big uh, two-out hit from Swaggerty, Haggerty, whatever you want to call him. Uh, you know, that inning when Frazier hit the triple, base clearing triple, which also going back to that triple, some excellent, excellent base running by Carlos Santana. If you watch that, uh, he's on first base. Raleigh's on second base. Raleigh's holding and watching the ball, making sure it's not going to be caught. Santana just had an angle on it. Smart veteran move, just started getting on his horse and going, almost caught up to uh, Raleigh. They both score. What do you think about that base running by Santana? I'm glad you brought it up. I was super impressed. You know how critical I can be with us talking about some of the base running by the Mariners, but he was aggressive. He was um, assuming the play the way it was going to happen, and he, 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 you know, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he ran the bases good. Got he got great anticipation on that hit and scored a huge two runs for us off that triple from Frazier. I think when he came into pinch run for Kyle Lewis, it kind of just made him have a little spring in his step, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so maybe that's yeah. Carrying. And he's beaten out some tough double plays to not have get doubled up in games too so yeah he's not a guy i would run. say is slow slow you know what i mean he's i think he's faster than ty france oh absolutely he's near the bottom of the team in speed old francie yeah and i mean carlos has got a lot a lot of miles on him uh but you know he's he definitely has kept those legs fresh uh, which is also pretty impressive because he's a first baseman and he came up as a catcher you wouldn't think at you know what, 35, 36, you could uh, keep it moving like that. Yeah, it was a great heads-up play, great base running by the old vet. And with that triple, you know, you you had uh, two runs already in in the inning. You're standing on third base with no outs. And then we had back-to-back pop-outs to uh, the third baseman. It was, you know, kind of feeling mm, a little bit of... It was going to be disappointing if they couldn't get that third run in, but Haggerty came up there and did his swaggerty thing today from the other side of the plate. Yeah, it was good to see us add on. I'm with you. If we wouldn't have got that runner in from third, it would have been um, a little bit of a momentum killer for us. Oh, yeah. Every run counted in this game. I mean, this was a full, uh, you know, full team victory. Obviously, later in the game, I think, you know, some of the moves could go in question, but then hearing the post game with Scott Service, it kind of made sense. I mean, obviously, he brought in Brash, he did his thing. Swanson gave up a, a uncharacteristic home run uh, right before he said that. Goldsmith, I'm just going to have to call you out. He was talking about how he only gives up runs every like month. <laughs> like a month or month and a half doesn't give up money runs. I think maybe he might have up to that point and maybe still given up the least amount of runs out there in the bullpen. Yeah. I mean, we'll blame it on Goldie. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the, the ninth inning is really what is 
really in question, right? I mean, Castillo comes out there. He can't find the strike zone, walks the first two guys, gets a guy out. The next thing you know, it's second and third. Then the big three-run home run happens. Uh, A lot of people saying, questioning why, you know, we didn't get him out of there. You know, Scott Service says, yeah, well, we've seen him do this before, you know, where he gets a lot of guys on, kind of looks like a nervous wreck out there. Very, He's very Kazuhiro Sasaki, kind of like where, or, or Rodney-like, right? So where he gets out there, he bends, he doesn't break. Same thing with Seawalt. And then sometimes they come out there and they can just slam the door shut really quick. You know, and Service mentioned, though, he's like, hey, this guy is pitched in the World Series. He gets himself out of these situations usually. Just today, he was a bit off. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, to be honest with you, had a bad feeling about it. I don't know why. I don't know why I had those not good vibe only thoughts, just negative thoughts. But bringing him in with a four-run lead, I understand why Service did that. You know, I... You know, Diego hasn't pitched in the ninth in a long time. But after he, you know, walked a couple guys, you know, like you said, he got two quick outs and then he threw that pitch up there and it was destroyed by Harris. God. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have to be honest, I didn't see or hear any of this when it was going on. I actually got in a small little fender bender, not my fault. Not my fault, but, uh, and everybody's okay, nothing big, but I was actually exchanging insurance information and doing all of that stuff when this was going on. Prior to that, we were up four runs going into the ninth. Uh, I hop back into the car, turn it on. It's seven to six now, and I am just like, what, <laughs> what is going on? Seawall gives up the big home run, obviously, you know, but then also, they also got a guy on second base and, you know, he recovered and uh, got us, you know, out of there with no more damage in the inning, which turned out to be pretty huge. You know, it was a bit of a letdown though when Haggerty got up there and got out and, you know, still Julio's coming up there, but always that first out in the ninth is very deflating, but the Braves scored all these runs with two outs. So, uh, you know, the Mariners kind of, you know, not kind of, they definitely just answered back right away with the big Julio home run, which was, what, 117 miles an hour off the bat, 17, uh, what is it, a 17 uh, angle, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, it's the just, launch angle? The launch angle was at 17, uh, What f- right off of the uh, old school uh hand operated scoreboard that thing fucking nailed the shit out of that thing i think it hit it right on the e right on the air sign just bam yeah to take a quick step back like you said the mariners you know are down seven to six they show julio running in um after the innings over and he looked ready poised and i read that he got the team pumped up but I got frustrated in that first at bat of that inning with Haggerty. Showed butt really early the first pitch, you know, didn't make, uh, didn't get it down. And then he did the exact same thing, and it was like an easy out. I, you know, I would have wished I could have seen a little bit more of him waiting longer to put it down because it was just kind of obvious he was trying to butt. It was more like a, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not a. What am I trying to think of? 
Oh, like a sacrifice, excuse me. Right. Um, sacrifice by more than trying to get on his butt for a base hit. But I also saw what he was trying to do get on because Julio's coming up and hopefully he can win it for us. So yeah. And I mean, if he did get on and Julio hits that home run, then yeah, the game is over, you know, but we get down to two outs and then, you know, then it's good vibes only. Oh yeah. I mean, France was the next at bat batter after that home run popped out to third. So you just, you know, you felt good, but you also knew, Oh, we're maybe going to extra innings. Our we've used most of our bullpen guys. Runners are starting off at second. You know, and then honestly, when Suarez got up, I was like, this is the guy. He's been hot. I mean, it seemed like just yesterday he was at 25 home runs and he got that Kenley Jansen, you know, kind of cutter too much of the plate and he just got it the way Dave Sims called it. I didn't think it was a home run for sure. Like, you know, the Julio's was a no doubter, but what an amazing hit and big moment for um, Eugenio Suarez. Oh, wow. And, you know, uh, you turn on the app right here and uh, on the uh, on the Amazon TV or the MLB app, I have it here on my TV, and it is a great picture now. They've changed the Mariners' background picture, and it is this picture with Suarez. I'm not even looking at it now. It's just, like, burned. It's permanent. uh the just the way it looks in my in my head, I, I won't forget it. It's Suarez. He has his hands up, looking up to the sky, looking up to the heavens, and Julio and Manny Acta just high fiving and talking. And then off to the left, you have uh, Luis Castillo just looking at Eugenio standing there with his hands up, just looking holy. And then you have Tremel, the backside of Tremel right there. It's just a great picture. It's probably going to be the new uh, MLB app Mariners background. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the Kingdom Shuttle. A special Metro Transit Shuttle that runs in addition to regular bus service for all major Kingdom events. It lets you park far away from the crowds and still ride right up to the Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, Suarez is such a good guy. I mean, he was the focal point of that trade, you know, with the Reds. Or, we, I guess that's what I'm calling it now. But, you know, we've only had two walk-off home runs this year, and Suarez has had both. I mean, he makes you totally forget that Seager was even on our team. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I would, I would say, you know, this was an upgrade, especially, you know, he's a few years younger, and you have to remember what he was in uh, 16, 17, before he had this nasty shoulder injury and before the COVID season. I mean, this was, you know, the probably the best up-and-coming third baseman there was in baseball, and they said he wasn't very good at defense, and he strikes out a lot. He does strike out a lot, but I heard Jerry DePoto say today on the pregame, he says he says he will shout this from the highest mountaintops. He does not care how many times this guy strikes out. Uh, just f- with all the other things he does and brings, and and I agree, I rather have a strikeout uh, guy than uh, automatic double play because it's only one out, you know. And not to knock Seager, but he's gotten a lot, a lot of fucking double plays. And um, you know, Seager had a great glove, 
but you know what he was you know he was a little he's a few years older and uh you know Suarez still had a little bit of you know uh ceiling room there to get a bit better better and he he hasn't hurt us over there at third base when i did see him in spring training he didn't look very great and i go back on these old episodes and i said i don't know about this guy he didn't look great but that's that's the difference between what you look like in march and what you look like in september in a packed house at t-mobile park and i mean just wow absolutely i mean we seager was a great mariner we're not hating on him. You know, he gave it. We were just curious this year, coming into this year, what kind of production we're going to get out of this guy. And, you know, all the, like all the scouts and stuff were saying that his defense was a, not his best point and had some errors. He will strike out a lot and hit a lot of home runs, like you said. And he's been just great at both. And I really do believe the good vibes only thing that he brings to the team that's that's resonating with it team. Yeah, and you you go let's look at the numbers. Well, Seager had a hundred RBIs and thirty five home runs. Okay, I I get that. You could uh, you know I don't think uh, Suarez is going to get to that in the next you know two and a half three weeks here left in the season. But I would say big moment blast and like you said, just the vibes he brings to the other players uh, is, is, you know, you look at that and I just don't think Seager compares to that just on, on a personality um, level, which has a lot to do with chemistry and stuff like that. Yeah. There was rumors about, you know, things said, and we don't need to go into it about with Seager. You know, like I said, I always appreciate what he did. We were just concerned, you know, about the production that he put up, last year and how we were going to be able to fill that and Suarez has been the man I mean I looked at his stats he's like seventh in in the AL in home runs and ninth in RBIs I mean with yeah. a month to go the Mariners in the race I mean he's been a huge part of this team he has more home runs since August 1st than Aaron Judge he has one wow <laughs> you know I think Aaron Judge has 12 home runs, and he's been on a fucking tear that everybody knows, right? It's front page headline Absolutely. news. Absolutely. Right? Chasing for history, yeah. And I believe since 2016, what, Suarez has the most home runs in baseball? Yeah, either 20, or 2016 or 2018, something like that. Yeah, and he had an injury year. He had an injury-plagued year in there. and Yeah, I mean, and they even moved him to shortstop. I mean, this guy hits home runs. He just, you know, he where, where I think he kind of, uh, you know, brings something back to the Mariners when the Mariners were cooking there, you know, in eight, 17, 18, and we really thought we had a chance for the postseason. He kind of, you know, fills a little bit of this void, of course, of Seager, but also of Nelly Cruz of just being like, here's this fucking power threat that's coming up to the plate. Good call. I didn't ever thought about that. You're exactly right. He is that power threat. And Nelly Cruz, that's the perfect comp for a Mariner. Oh, man. Park too close to left field, I see. Aren't you Nelson Cruz? Nelly's autographs at your service. Just call 844-4-BOOMSTICK. Call today. Is that even a real number? Call today. 
you know, and instead of going back through and being like, what happened in game one and what happened in game two, I think all of that is kind of like not as paramount of what today meant of winning the uh, series, you know, in game three, obviously, and the way it happened. But instead of going back and breaking those two games down, I'd like to look at some individual things that, that are happening that we saw that, you know, were ups and downs in the series or maybe some concerns. I'd start with a concern. I guess a little bit of a concern is uh, Mitch Hanniger. I know today the time of this recording in the game earlier, he left for with a little bit of back stiffness. Um, he also has been, you know, slumping lately, right? You know, he, he came back from this injury, you know, and was just out the gate gangbusters. And now I think maybe you're just seeing a little bit of that fatigue from not playing for a hundred games. And I'm hoping we can just chalk it up to that. No, you're exactly right. Mitch Hanniger came out on a tear. You know, and he's been struggling lately. But it's been so nice the way this team has been playing here since he got back after the break. Where guys are kind of when they're when they're not going right, other guys are stepping up. A lot of we, you know, we're hitting a long ball a lot this second half of the year. So he's just one guy that's going through a little rut. He's get his timing back. Maybe work on something. I don't know. You know what I mean? But it looks yeah. like to me to be timing and. Uh, you know, he'll be uh, another guy that's hot here hopefully in the next week. And you know what? It's a quiet, a quiet, you know, right. And that's because these other guys like Suarez and Julio and Raleigh and Haggerty and Frazier, people have been heating up that you're not sitting here and just leaning on on um, Hanniger. Like last year, he was the guy. There's no doubt about it. Hanniger was the guy. And Seeger was the the secondary guy. Absolutely, each game or each series, a different guy is being the one to kind of dominate that whole series. And it's fun to watch how this team came together and picks each other up. Yeah, and I do feel, even though the the batting average does not, uh, you know, really back up this thing, I do feel like Santana swinging the bat a bit better right now than he was. I mean. Yeah, his average has gone down about, what, 10, 15 points since he's been on the Mariners, but he's also hit 10 home runs in his short time here. Oh, absolutely, and they've all been massive home runs in the ones he's hit, you know, in critical situations to win us games and then get us back into games. Yeah, and I mean, yes, Friday was a loss, but, you know... in all-encompassing in a series. I mean, he kept us single-handedly in that game on the offensive end on Friday. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, also another guy that we're just waiting to get full. Like, he's not in a rut, rut, uh, but I would like to still, we all would, see Ty France get back up there, hitting up closer around 300. If he, if he does that, that means he's going to go on a massive tear here. Yeah. I mean, he he looks like he got out of his big funk, but, you know, that's the ups and downs of baseball. You're not going to go three for four every night. But to me, it's all about these guys getting the hit in critical situations, and that'll be the way that they can contribute to this team coming down the stretch here. Yeah, and another thing I'd like to see, and I think we will, is next week I'd like to see, we all do, uh, more characteristic 
starts out of Robbie Ray and Castillo. I mean, we'll we'll start with Castillo's loss he had earlier this week where he, you know, sets this record with the seven strikeouts and then it was just like the tale of two games. Um also I kind of feel like Scott Service, even though these guys are studs, gotta know when to go out there and grab them, especially when you got this huge Huge bullpen. And then as far as Ray, I listened to his post game on um, Friday and he's really, really good at like self-diagnosing what's going on. And he was just talking about choices of things, um, you know, like when to throw the strike, when to throw the ball. And he felt like he was just throwing too many strikes. So it wasn't like, a oh, they just hit my best shit. He was like, I made some weird choices there. And that's, and nice. you know what, to me, that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he really diagnosed what he was doing right and wrong. And that's that's huge besides just pitching. You know, the mental part of the game is a big part of it on what pitches to choose at what time. And after Robbie Ray went out there, you know, and got knocked around a bit to have our, our rookie just go out there and just even up the series. And literally, that like game two, you, you really did have to lean on the pitching because there wasn't a lot of offense. Oh, absolutely. I'm glad you brought up Kirby because I remember we were talking about his last start, how he was just, or two starts ago, how he was just carving the team up that he was facing. This, this outing, he just looked so confident on the, on the hill there of just saying, I'm going to rear back and throw it and you're not going to hit it. I mean, going against that world champion lineup and they're good top one through nine. And he just, he looks focused and he looks like, you know, that he's one of the best young pitchers that's going to be around for a long time. Yep. And, you know, going into the San Diego series here, wait, and, uh, you know, just to look forward here to the San Diego series, we got Logan and we got Castillo, you know, yeah. San Diego is a, you know, they're going to be a playoff team. Um, this is a good lineup. They also got Juan Soto and uh, what's the first baseman from Washington that they required? He's just slipping my mind right now. Uh, oh, uh, George Bell? Yep, coming into town. You got a lot of good, uh, you know, offensive pieces there. This is going to be very interesting to see if, you know, Logan and that goatee can, uh, you know, keep it keep keep up what he's done in the last, his last, what, two starts. And uh, love to see, you know, Castillo bounce back. Absolutely. I mean, uh, like you said, Logan looks like he might have figured something out. Castillo, you know, everybody has a rough day. But, you know, it was really cool about to finish up this series about the Mariners. It was nice to see the hitters uh, pull up and help out the pitching instead of the other way around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I listened to Paul Seawald's post-game interview where he says it was probably the best game and the worst game of the season for him of just feelings where he just said hey you know what uh i just i'm he used the word shocked i'm shocked that castillo got in that much trouble and he's shocked that he came in and had those results and then he was just shocked in a good way that like we just came back out there and just hit two solo shots and uh you know walked away with the series win over the defending world champions yeah and to take that series i mean like i said everybody picks up everybody on this team is accountable for everything and they play for each other and that's really cool big pickup for the mirror's bats today to help out the bullpen who has been lights out this year. 
Yep. And when you're listening to this recording right now, the Mariners have a day off. We all know, uh, you know, the, the football season is kicking off this weekend. And today was the first uh, day of football. Just optic wise, I could just see the haters and the headlines being like, well, now it's Seahawks season. And now look at the Mariners or, you know, lost two series in a row. I think just for the optics of the fan, especially the Fairweather fan or the haters, this was fucking huge today. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I know the Seahawks play tomorrow, but it would have been interesting if they happened to play today, if it would still be a sellout crowd. I believe it will. This team is pushing hard. There's people jumping on the bandwagon. There's people that are checking them out. They're a fun team to watch. And, yeah. um, I mean, what, tomorrow, who, who knows? Do you think who goes the possibility of raising the 12th man flag? Ooh. Ooh. Possibly. That could possibly happen. I, I would love to see a current Seattle Mariner do it. Are the Seahawks going to let them do that? I don't know. I think it's going to be one of the former Seahawks there. We saw Marshawn Lynch in town. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if the Seahawks are like, hold on a second, we ain't let you get more shine up in here. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, <laughs> that is a good thought. We'll have to check this out. Um, but, yeah, we're going to wrap this one up quick. We do have some more episodes uh, like I said in the intro, coming this week, we're definitely going to talk about the new rule change, uh, rule changes, I should say, uh, coming next year. And of course, we're going to do our uh, Marco Gonzalez uh, love letter mixtape uh, roundtable here pretty soon. Also, if you're still looking for those, where the hell is my Labor Day uh, interview? We're going to get those out here this week as well. So, you know, if you're subscribed, um, if you're following, um, this podcast, you won't have a problem uh, knowing when those get to you because you'll get the notification. So go ahead and do that. And thanks again for downloading the episodes. That really helps out this podcast. And again, if you are like, all right, man, next year I'm coming hard. I'm doing my own Mariners podcast. Well, good, great. Love to see it. Love to come on it. Do it at Buzzsprout. If you want to come take us down, start it with Buzzsprout. Just Go ahead and go to the show notes so you can be like, this was weird. What was this about? That's what the show notes are. They help you, uh, you know, figure out what the hell we were talking about. Well, down at the bottom, there should be a link. It's a Buzzsprout link. And guess what? If you click on that Buzzsprout link, it will take you to Buzzsprout, believe it or not, and uh, show you how to set up your own podcast. And listen, Buzzsprout is very user-friendly if it wasn't user-friendly, I definitely would not have used it because I need that friendly user shit, okay? It's really awesome. It's really easy to do. And there's a nice community if you need help. It's, you know, it's pretty awesome. And uh, also, when you hit that link, there's a $20 gift card, an Amazon one, okay? So you can get whatever the hell you want on Amazon for 20 bucks, And that can you know feed a family of four for what about six seven months and help you produce your podcast for the next five seasons so go ahead and get on that i didn't get a 20 dollar gift card when i when i signed up i don't i gotta hit them up about that anyways go check that out and yes this is episode 39 that you were listening to of the rye bread and mustard podcast number four o's coming coming right up we're turning 40 that fast hanno
can you believe we're already turning 40 and we just started this in April? Yeah, it's gone fast, but it's been a lot of fun. Mariners baseball has been fun and doing this has been a blast. So, And we're coming yeah, hard down the fast. stretch. We're coming hard down the stretch. I, my projection is, are we going to hit 60? I think, I think we will hit 60 this season. Anyways, this is episode 39 of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. Hanno, you're back. You heard what CJ did last time with your uh, outro. It's time to <laughs> reestablish the dominance. You know what time it is. Charge.